Hello, and welcome to the Alchemist Inkwell. This is your spiritual podcast for grounded people. I'm Emily. And I'm Crystal Lynn. And this week we are going to get thoroughly grounded in a lot of information and thoroughly grounded in ancient stuff. I know. I was just going to say, we're going to cover a lot of ground this week. <laughs> broadly <laughs> grounded, maybe. We're broadly yeah. grounding. <laughs> that term for it that's exactly what it is broadly grounded oh yeah that's our new hashtag um (laughs) when you're just trying to get full control back of your life or (laughs) when you're getting a a full picture of grounding into information um specifically Mm -hmm. in this episode we want to talk about some of the astrology that's coming up but we're going to talk about a broad amount of the astrology that's coming up because next week you're going to be treated to a special crossover episode where the alchemist Mm -hmm. inkwell is going to kind of guest host the ask me astros podcast show thing that i do with my friend cb which is really a gateway kind of show to really make space for accessibility into traditional astrology and learning traditional astrology Mm -hmm. and seeing like how readings work and how astrologers actually work with charts so um to give you an introduction into that, we're going to show you what we did for the February recording and invite you to submit your own questions about your own charts for the uh, March recording, which is going to be coming up on the Equinox, which is something else we'll talk about in this episode, all because Emily is finally going to Rome next week. And we're so excited mm. about that. Yeah, this week, for, as of the t- day you're hearing this, I will be on a plane. Um, so that's pretty exciting. Because time that's is funky. <laughs> Time is weird. As of recording this, it's four days away. When you hear it, I will be on a plane. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. And Um, we will be wishing you well and sending you all the good vibes for the plane. Thank you. Mm -hmm. But because of that, not only just because, you know, I'm going to be gone, so we're covering a broad amount of stuff because we're doing the guest episode and we have the Equinox coming up and we have a whole bunch of transits in between that. Yeah. Um, But also we wanted to talk because you guys have definitely heard us talk about our retreats that we are doing. Um, This year is in Greece and Ireland and we're really excited about those, but we wanted to talk a little bit about what we plan on doing when we travel with those retreats, not only because we have more coming up in the future, which we can't yet tell you about, but we will. They're very exciting. We promise. (laughs) (laughs) We've both been excited about it all day long. Um, But also just to give you an idea of ways you could travel, even if you're just doing a small road trip somewhere, or if you're doing international stuff. And also because we do still have um, some openings, both in Greece and Ireland as well. So we wanted to kind of talk more broadly about what it's like to do spiritual travel or travel with spiritual intent um, and how we're going to be hosting that and what we're going to do and also just kind of give you some ideas around that as well. And then we have a super fun question, which is also a broad question um, to round this off with. So that is the theme. That's what we're going with this week. Um, And I am so stupid excited to be going to Rome. I cannot even, technically I'm going to Rome and Florence. So it's Italy in general, but I cannot even, I'm so excited. It's ridiculous. It's going to be so good. And see, here's the thing that like, first let's start out with what separates travel from Mm -hmm. spiritual travel or from like intentional travel. We can put it that way. Um, Mm -hmm. And, and for me, and I want to hear your definition as well, but the, the idea between like intentional travel for me is doing more than just what's on the tour. Mm-hmm. I grew up traveling to different places for various reasons, not often doing it through a tour company or things like that. And when I would do things through tour companies, I felt like I didn't actually get to be there. I didn't get to see the place or feel the place or spend enough time 
kind of communing with the energy of a place or even getting to know people beyond just being an American tourist, which honestly, I hate to break it to us all, but we don't have that great of a reputation outside. I know it's awful. In these different countries. And you can be someone who, who is the exception to that. Um, when you travel with intention, when you're actually honoring the energy of a place. So to me, that's the biggest uh, differentiation there. Um, What do you think, Emily? I would agree with that. I think there's a big differentiation there of like, um, not saying that you can't go on the tour. So I want to just highlight oh, yeah, that. We're it's actually when you, doing a tour structure. So yeah, like absolutely. And we have a tour guide on all of our trips with us to like give us information, but it's doing the tour and also being present, I guess, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Um, and so going beyond the typical, what would just be said on the tour to like actually experience the energy. I also think the intentional spiritual travel comes with the understanding that you're asking your guides to participate that you're going to that place for whatever activation you're currently needing in this time, because you obviously plan mm-hmm. this for yourself in advance. So it's going with the intention that you're going to receive said activation, whatever that activation is. And also like being intentional about what you would like to get out of it as well. Um, there is, you know, everyone, there's a bunch of places everybody wants to go. And sometimes you don't know why you want to go to a place. You're like, I don't know. I just want to go. Well, then your intention could very simply be like, oh, I just want to get, you know, some clarity about next steps from this trip. I want to come back renewed. I want to release this thing I've been carrying for a really long time, whatever it is. And I do this every time I travel, whether I'm just going three hours to San Francisco, which is like one of my favorite places on the planet, or if I am traveling to you for a retreat, or if I'm going across the world, um, it's always very intentional for me of like, what am I getting out of this trip? And I set that intention and you don't even need to ruminate on it. You can just write it down before you leave. You can just think about it on your first plane ride or your first like 10 minutes in the car and just like establish that intention for yourself. It's going to work. You mm-hmm. just need to revisit it once you're done. And that's the the big thing with that as well. So that's a, another thing I think really comes in with like spiritually aligned travel. And I think it's important to note that because it feels like it is, despite like the economic stuff and things that are going on, it is still going to be a pretty significant travel year for a lot of people, even if it's just small trips. Like I think people are still prioritizing adventure and I appreciate that. Um, so that's something to just like really keep in mind. And that's what I, mm-hmm. I do anytime I have like spiritually, which everything I do is spiritually intention. Let's right. be hundred percent honest. So every time I travel, this is what I do because all of it is spiritually intention for me. Yeah. And travel is very activating. Like I, I can't think of many trips and I always take a journal with me. And if I feel the need to take a journal on a trip, I'm like, Oh, there's an activation coming. I went to Detroit last week and I was like, I'm going to need a journal. I took a journal. Sure enough. You did need a journal. Yes, I did. <laughs> Emily knows all about what happened. Um, but you know, it fulfills multiple purposes. One, it helps you process things. Two, um, you know, when I have gone on more Tory kind of trips, I've had to process feelings about people when you're with people on an extended period for an extended period of time. It really helps to become more compassionate and, and objective uh, in interactions with others mm-hmm. and to really witness your own thoughts, which is something we talk about all the time. And, you know, to record the amazing activating things that happen and to channel your guides in a conversation. When I was in the most mm-hmm. activating trip I can think of um, just off the top of my head, there were several like mountains in Bulgaria and all these other things. Egypt was amazing. Israel was amazing. But the one that I kind of really followed that set the precedent for me for how I want to encourage people to do their trips and how we want to hold ours is when I went to Uganda, Africa, and I went there to become more adventurous. That's what I wanted. And by the end of the trip, I had jumped in the Nile river, which you should not do, but it worked out well for me. (laughs) I survived anyway. Um, and I did come back from that trip 
wholly renewed. Like that whole first day of school thing where you're mm-hmm. like, I get to be a whole new person. I have a whole new wardrobe and all this stuff. It gives you this space with adventure to show you what you're capable of, to give you room to play with everything that you can do and want to be. And then you get to bring that back home with you. And that is an integral part of traveling with us. We make sure you get to bring Mm -hmm. that back home with you. We make sure you're creating like what is sustainable for a lifestyle, even outside of this adventure to bring the adventure back with you. Mm -hmm. But you can do that when you travel anywhere. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's been very interesting too, because sometimes your guides and your higher self have very, they've already picked out the intention. They already know what the fuck is going to happen. I will say that with this trip specifically, I was very intent to finish writing La Custa this month before I left, before I went to Rome. And I was like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to finish it. I want it to be done. Like not necessarily like the revisions and stuff didn't have to be done, but like I needed the actual like bulk of it to be completed. And I'm Mm -hmm. so close. Like I'm not far off. I'm really close. But my kid wrecked himself skiing which made him have to drive back from Utah. And then I've had to like argue with insurance companies. And then we got more snow than I've ever seen in my entire life. There's easily 15 feet in my front yard right now. That's a lot of snow. Mm-hmm. We're feeding the birds underneath our like walkway. We have, we took out our bird feeders because usually we only have them out in summer and we piled them full because the birds can't get to any food right now. And mm-hmm. not all of the birds hibernate. And so there, we just have like a huge amount of like little tiny chickadees and stuff, just like living underneath our thing right now, because we didn't know what else to do to help them because there's so much snow. So I spent so much time moving snow because our snowblower also decided it was no longer going to function because why would it during a snowstorm want to function? Um, and then I got sick twice. And so like everything has been stopping me from finishing this book. And I was like, why, why am I getting stopped here? What is coming up with this? And I know I'm missing a piece that I'm going to get while I'm there. And that's something that actually needed to happen before I actually finished the writing of it, which is again, very much on my guides. It's on the Custa herself. It's on my higher self to be like, no, you're going to, no, <laughs> stop. You're not doing this. Um, so that is definitely what's going on, um, which is just interesting, but what I feel very concretely um, in this space. And so that's also something is to be open to your guides coming in and being like, hey, this is something you need out of this, you know, or if you're struggling really hard and you're going to take a little step away for just a weekend, like ask your guides what you need to like, what should I be looking to get out of this? They will tell you in some ways, not so direct, but sometimes really directly. And it's really helpful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And with traveling with us, we asked our guides before, while we booked, planned these trips, because we got yeah. to plan out the whole itinerary and write out all the gatherings and all these different things that we're doing. What do you want us to write in? And that's where we got like for the Greece trip specifically, ancient wisdom is really what's coming through. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what we're kind of kind of that's kind of what we're branding a lot of our retreats going forward internationally. Not all of them. We're going to do one writing, activated writing one, and then one ancient wisdom one. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really exciting because that's what they were like. This is the wisdom and this particular place you're getting these activations. So that's what we built in per the guidance of our guides for these trips. Mm-hmm. Um, and specifically with Greece, it's like, oh, you're hiking to the top of this volcano. You're going to need, hiking is, I think, a loose term. It's, it's you're casually walking to the top of yeah. this volcano. Um, you're going to need to do a really strong releasing activation. And then we're doing water work later that day um, in the ocean. So you're getting like the ocean and the mountain like activation the together. And the filling, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, we're doing star spotting on a island in Greece and looking at the actual stars because we're talking to beings that actually were the you know 
channelers of original astrology. I don't want to call it inventors because it's obviously not invented. The discoverers. Can I like to say witnesses? The witnesses. Mm-hmm. There we go. Yeah. Um, and then and Krista gets not to only lead that. that and like. Yeah. <laughs> The, the planets themselves have spirit and energy to them. Mm-hmm. And those spirits are associated with a lot of the archetypes of deity work and things like that. You know, different, different belief systems view the planets and their um, involvement directly and indirectly in different ways. Some of them view them as gods. Others view them as forces. Others view them in completely separate ways. Um, you'll be able to decide for yourself what that feels like. And um Sorry, mm-hmm. something was like in my ear. I'm like listening. I'm listening. Um, you'll be able to decide for yourself what that feels like. And we'll be able to give you something to view, to be able to connect with, to be able to journal. Uh, I wish I'm I'm gonna contemplate. I highly doubt, but I, I might bring like my telescope or if we can find a telescope and just like look at them. Last night I was looking at the moons of Jupiter through my new telescope and it was amazing. But you get to I don't know really how you're gonna connect. bring your telescope, but that... no, no, I wish it'd be so you go like pirate level spyglass. We yeah, just we like, can get no. um, we'll get an app that really shows us exactly I can use an astrology chart and tell you which planet you're looking at in the sky. It's really fun. Um but at least we'll be able to look at the little wink of light in the sky and see how close they are and like really understand what a conjunction looks like and yeah. all these things. It's super fun. And it's really neat. And I mean, if any of you have been following any of my social media, I've been doing a lot of channeled history stuff because that is a deep passion of mine, um, just in general. And that is kind of what we're doing with these retreats as well, in a way too, is like, Hey, we're going to channel in obviously deities that had influence there, but also if there's any beings still hanging around, what do they want to tell us? Are there guardian spirits? Are there ghost energies? Is there, or do we want to open up to people who we knew you know, invite people who have passed that aren't necessarily left over in the space, mm-hmm. which is what I do with channeled history is like, they're not stuck there. There's no ghost energy left over. It's just like, Hey, you lived here. Tell me about it. Like we're doing a walk in um, Athens through the oldest neighborhood in Athens. And before we do that, we're doing like a remote viewing exercise. So you can actually ask beings that live there, people that lived there and be like, show us what it looked like in your time. And the cool thing with that, and I've done this exercise kind of before is everyone's going to get a different time period (laughs) Um, because it's the oldest, right? Like there's so much that's happened in that space. So some people will be getting like Renaissance and some people getting like medieval and some people getting like really, really ancient when it was being constructed. And, and that's really neat. It's a really cool energy to kind of step into too. It's so ancient that even ancient Greek is split up into two. You have your Attic Greek and mm-hmm. then your Coin Greek. Because mm-hmm. it's that ancient, it has segments of the ancient. I'm actually taking a course in, in ancient Greek and I'm very excited. Yeah. Um, I'll be yeah. actually t- attending one of my classes for that course while in Greece, which will be fun. Um, but yeah, so like there's, there's a lot to do and a lot to experience. Yeah. Yeah. So we just wanted to like really dive in and talk about that and like give you a little bit of like back end understanding of what we do preparatory wise for you all for when you travel with us, but also to like know you can do that for yourself too and like really get in there. Then also just to highlight like if you want to travel with us, if you want to do this retreat with us and go to Greece and this is the type of experiences you'll be having, like we'll be Mm -hmm. really in-depthly activated energy-wise and you'll come back feeling that refresh, that new day of school, like we're stepping into this new space space because that's the idea. Not only that, but like we're creating this opportunity, not, I mean, because we want to go, but it's going to be super fun. We want to also show people how to travel consciously, which will be really great. Something you can take with you, how to change your world and give yourself, give yourself this, this place to be able to activate yourself. But also there's going to be other people there doing the same thing on a similar journey, but complementary to your own. You could come away with this and we intend for this to happen. You could come Mm -hmm. away with this. 
uh, from this with lifelong friends who get you and are on the same journey and can support you that way, the way that Emily does for me all the time. Like you can find the people who know you. (laughs) Seriously, I don't know how I would have gotten through the last two years without you. (laughs) Likewise, likewise. (laughs) Um. Yeah, it's really awesome. Like it's that's the other thing is when we first got around to start planning this, we're like, we want to make this. That's the hardest thing with spirituality is everyone feels so alone. Like that Mm -hmm. is so because organized religion isn't a thing with spirituality. Like that's the benefit of organized religion is you do it with other people in the same organization. And that's not how spirituality functions. So it can be so isolating. And this is not that. This is intentionally not that. This is, hey, we're doing this all together. Um, and you get to connect with people and and embrace people and really, you know, have that high vibe group experience um, that you can, you know, still chat with and hang out with afterwards and still have that support to rely on. So we've definitely held that filter in place for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ireland too, especially if you're wanting to lean in and it doesn't matter what stage of the writing process you're in. If you're in the idea phase, if you've drafted your first draft, it does not matter. Um, This is going to be a great retreat where you're going to get so much out of it in the Ireland space. Also the, the Greece retreat is the first week of June, which I think is so super cool for that time. I don't know why. And I'm Mm -hmm. sure there's transits and stuff that support this, but being there the first week of June is so fiery again, Gemini, (laughs) but like, (laughs) But it's such a really cool energy to be immersed in um, during that first week of June to be in Greece, which I really love. And similarly, that first week of August to be in Ireland, also really love. Like the energy feels perfect for as far as like timing goes of when to really step in and um, connect with that. And with Ireland too, uh, obviously Grecian deities and Grecian forces are a little bit more known, but we're going to cover like some of the Celtic influences you might feel when you're in the Ireland space. We're going to go to these places where people, some of the most famous authors in history wrote their work and tap into that same energetic vortex vortex that they were tapped into while they were writing and we're tapping into the same thing. Um, and obviously tons of fairy work because that's how it works when you go to that particular section of the world. Um, those sorts of activations nature-based activations um some really powerful magic stuff is going to happen in that space as well especially towards activating and connecting with your creativity and your muses and your influences on that creativity plus the tangible stuff of like hey there's going to be a publishing workshop with us in greece we're going to do a q a on a boat while we're traveling from athens to santorini we're taking a ferry and we're going to do a QA sesh where we're just going to sit there and like answer your questions and really you know tr- help you travel in your journey while we're traveling physically uh which is a super powerful thing as well so we're holding spaces very intentionally for that development and we'll do a publishing workshop on a train in ireland because we're going to do again hold that space to do a publishing workshop and Q&A session there too. Again, travel your journey while we're physically traveling. There's something so innately activating about doing things physically that you're also doing spiritually at the same time. So we're very intentional about that. Yeah. I know you have and, the transits pulled up. What do they say? <laughs> so I handled my my handy book. Um, mm-hmm. It is the last week of Pluto being in Aquarius before Pluto goes back into Capricorn. Um, oh, so it's okay. our last bit of the preview of Pluto and Aquarius before Pluto goes back to hang out in Capricorn until January. But then like Pluto does this will, will they, won't they kind of thing until mm-hmm. staying in 2024. So this is the last time in 2023, that last week of really That's being able June. to sit with the Aquarius energy. Yeah. The, that 
beginning of June, um, that first week of June. While we're on the ocean. While we're Look on, at us. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yep. We will be the water bearers or the boats that, that are carrying us will be the water bearers. Right? Um, yep. Yeah. Will you look at the Ireland transits too? Because I feel like there's something important there. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, since you I have the big purple will. book. Yeah, I do have the big <laughs> purple book. It's amazing. I'm going to need a new purple book at some point. Um, I also wanted to say something else and I can't remember what. Oh, if Greece and June sounds very like quick to you and you're like, how am I going to get everything together in that amount of time? I do want to just like really quickly say we have plans for that. We have help for that. Mm. So like if that's yeah. your biggest concern, try um, if it feels like this is a trip you're supposed to be on, try because we have ways to help you out. So, yeah. 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 So, um, if you search Greece with Emily and Crystalline or Trova trip Greece with Emily and Crystalline or anything like that, um, it'll pop up for you. Um, I think we'll probably be able to put it in the show notes or description as well, but they, we have payment plans. We have stuff going on. So by all means, like check it out. Um, we, yeah, like I said, we have a couple spaces, left in that if you don't get one of the spaces put yourself on the waiting list in case something opens up if you really want to go we will hold space um yeah uh and and same with ireland i think we have one space there too ireland is a little bit of a smaller group um Mm -hmm. because again we're focusing so much on writing and we have some like smaller group-based excursions happening um that are very activating greece is a little bit of a larger group not saying it's going to take anything away from it it's just that we can handle more because we're in a wider open spaces that sort of thing um so we we thought intentionally about the group size as well to make sure that we we handled that as as well as possible mm-hmm. um what are the dates of ireland again for them and for me because i'm looking at the astrology <laughs> third through the 11th thank of you august of august look at us go okay I'm um, just looking at what our moon phase around that is. And of course on the, so we'll be there during third through the 11th, you said. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, the moon will be in Taurus while we're there, which is nice. That's where the moon loves to be. Oh. Um, yeah. Looking at which is good graph, for writing. Not, yeah. <laughs> if the, the moon is in a good well, place, moon, writing will be yes. great. <laughs> the moon is, um, she is the mind. And uh, there was, oh, who says this? I quote them all the time and I can't remember their name off the top of my head, but they say like, um, Maternus even says like, who does spirit or the spirit of the stars present themselves as not to the mind and the moon rules the mind. So it's the channeled writing part. Um, I talk about that in my talk that I give on astrology and writing. So (laughs) yeah, we can talk about that a lot more on that trip. Yeah. And I'm sure there's more, it's just not sticking out to me right now on the thing um no, that's all good and your yeah. big purple book of many many little dates so i <laughs> purple book of all the transits from 1950 to 2050 yeah it's a lot it's a lot but it's a fun. lot, a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. um so anyway that's just some tips about intentional travel whatever adventures are coming up your way also um it is really the time again we've entered into march but it's the time if this is something that you feel aligned with doing not like just traveling with us in general or like just travel you know period mm-hmm. um it is a time to like make those plans and to step into that energy there's a lot of that really exciting energy coming up of like embracing the world and who cares what people think just do it energy so enjoy that also krista i'm gonna throw it over to you let's talk about some of the transits again next week we're not going to be here so we have like two weeks of transits to cover so just know you can re-listen to this if you need to like take notes or re-listen to it next week anything like that but let's cover some of the stuff that we got going on 
Yes. So hang on, I'm trying to scroll through something here to see if I can narrow down my August a little bit more pleasing to my eye. But for next week, um, well, I do want to point out and acknowledge and sort of honor, we did have the final lunation of the zodiacal year, which is on the second, uh, which for us reporting is tomorrow. Um, but for everyone else, this will have been a couple of days ago. It is the full moon in Virgo. The seventh, seventh, not second. The seventh. I'm looking at a number two on my page. Yeah, Thank I know you, you were. I was like, wait a oh second. What? Like, the, yeah, the seventh. <laughs> no, we're good. We're good. <laughs> getting my grounding rock here. Okay. So on March 7th, we have not only the full moon in Virgo, which is the final lunation before the new zodiacal year, which happens at the equinox, mm-hmm. but we also have Saturn coming into Pisces, which myself and many of astrologers have been talking about um, because Saturn's going to hang out there for a couple of years. And because Saturn does a thing when like every 30 years or so in your chart where it returns. And a lot of people are going through their first or second Saturn return at this point mm-hmm. um, or finishing their Saturn return. It's a very like monumental <laughs> life moment when Saturn either enters or exits the sign that it was in when you were born. If you're looking for like, how do I know if it's mine and, and or what's going on? Uh, what, where is Saturn transiting for you? I do have videos up on my page on TikTok and TikTok, TikTok and Instagram to help work, you know, rock, work. <laughs> right? general themes um, that you can expect. And I'm going to be clear here because when I posted them, a lot of people were like, LOL, this is so vague. Yes, it is because there's so many people who are also Virgo risings or there are also like Scorpio risings. So I'm giving you the general uh, themes of the house that Saturn will be transiting. That's still a 12th of your life that will be affected, but to know exactly what's going to happen for you, I do recommend the consultation because the rest of your chart's going to let us know. Is that constructive for you? Is it deconstructive for you? Is it challenging? Is it supportive? All of those things that are very unique to you because astrology can be super duper, like really detailed, unique to you. But we need to look at your actual chart, which is like a fingerprint other, other mm-hmm. as compared to just looking at your whole hand, you know? Mm-hmm. So bear with me on that one. It's social media astrology. It's not astrologer astrology. That's where that happens in a, a consultation. But you can find the general stuff on my page as much as I can give in a general uh, context. So we have that happening on the 7th. Um, and that's, like I said, it's, it's the first big deal of March. Um, and we will, before the other two big deals of March, Emily will be back. We'll be able to give full episodes dedicated to those things. So no worries. Um, as a a preview, it is the Pluto ingress into Aquarius that we mentioned, which will be on the 23rd of March. And then Mars finally going into cancer on the 25th. We'll be able to go into those in more in depth later. Um, Mercury is going to be coming into Aries on the 19th, which is nice because Mercury has been in Pisces and, um, Mercury is not at its most thriving in Pisces. It's very meditative. It's very broad and deep and has a lot going on for it. It's excellent for poetry and for Mm. that kind of expansive thought and and musing. Um, But if you're like, wow, I'm not getting stuff done because I feel a little bit off or confused, or it's hard for me to really focus. Those are other traits of Mercury and Pisces. Mercury will do those things. And so you'll be able to get back on track. That sharpness of focus may come back for you, um, especially depending on Mercury's condition in your natal chart, but that'll come back in a general sense for all of us when Mercury comes into Aries on the 19th. So that's again, something to look forward to. Another thing on the 16th is Venus getting into Taurus. 
because Venus is domicile in Taurus. That is her house. Uh, and for once she will be in there without Mercury retrograding on her right away. And you know, all this other I'm stuff. I'm so excited for that. Just like, yeah. yeah. The only thing we're thinking about with Venus by the end of the month is that she will conjoin with Uranus uh, on the very last day of March. So if I'm going to say anything, it's like March by weather for sure came in like a lion for a lot of the country. Mm -hmm. Astrologically, I'm looking at March and I'm just thinking it's going out like a lion astrologically, just because Venus, whatever she's doing in your chart, that's going to get this, this amped up Uranus influence. So we'll see that happening. Um, yeah. So it's something to keep in mind that there's surprises coming at the end of March. And one of the things that astrologers always look at is like, if you're going to ask me to predict specifically what Uranus is going to do, I could give you a list of a hundred things and they will all be wrong because Uranus does surprise Uranus. <laughs> so yeah. we can come up with things that are similar to what will happen and maybe we'll get the nail on the head, but mm-hmm. for, for you, for your chart, for what's going on, um, it's going to be important to just be able to go with the flow when it comes to things that Venus rules, which can be things like relationships, uh, finances, art, a lot of, you know, those different Venusian topics. Again, we'll be able to cover that later in the month too. And if it starts building up and we can see some writing on the wall for that, we'll dive into it as deeply as we can. For sure. We will. Yeah. 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 Um, look at our equinox. Yeah. That's another one. You know, Mm -hmm. it's kind of important. Uh, so the sun is going to conjoin Neptune before getting out of Pisces. The sun will come into Aries on, I believe it's the 20th. I can actually look at my little charty here. So the equinox happens on March 20th at 525 PM on the East coast. Uh, so you'll be able to look at that. And this is sun in Aries. The sun is exalted in Aries. The sun is going to have Mercury conjunct only three degrees away. Um, we're coming into a a new moon shortly after that, which will also be in Aries go figure. And we have Jupiter co-present as well. So there's a lot of big energy, big Aries energy happening, uh, this Aries season. If, uh, Mars finally a couple days later, maybe a week or so later is finally going to get out of Gemini Mars being the ruler of Aries. We look to Mars to say like, Hey, what's going on? Um, Mars mm-hmm. is in Gemini for those, that first week of Aries season, but then goes into cancer. So that, that burst of energy and, and almost like a rush of energy may slow down a little bit after, uh, the, the last week of March where Mark Mars will then finally move into, um, cancer and slow down a little bit and kind of, we douse the flame. So we get more steam than, than just full on flames. So yes. a great yeah, affirmation. Um- is uh, I'm ready to create, which is always nice. Aries is super creative. It's the forges of creation, if you want to think about it that Mm -hmm. way. And I know Emily, you and I always recommend kind of, this is the zodiacal new year or sort of Mm -hmm. maybe an energetic new year. Uh, So it's a great idea to do a card pool to see like what what you can focus on or set your intentions with and how you can align with the energies coming up. Um, If you're looking for astrological ways to do this, I actually, your personal new year is going to start on your birthday, which is where we call your solar return. We do readings for that kind of thing. So you can always get a solar return uh, chart drawn up. If you know how to read it yourself, have fun with that. And Mm -hmm. then um, if you want help doing it, people like me would help you with that. And yeah, I mean, getting a consultation with anybody who's very good at channeling energy, reading energy would be cool just to be like, okay, I feel the freshness of this. What's ahead? What do I need to do to align better with the energy of what's coming up for me? Yep. I fully agree with that. Fully, fully agree with that. And again, the equinox is also a really powerful time to 
monitor your dreams, pay attention to your dreams. So much dream communication comes in on the equinox um, and solstice. Definitely man, like reassess your manifestations, um, especially if there's something new you've been kind of thinking about wanting. This would be the time to be like, I'm actually going to manifest that. Now that I think about it, like I'm going to do that thing. Um, this is the time to try it out. Um, it's kind of like putting on energy as clothes that you can take on and take off. This is the time to put on a new set and just feel like, feel like how that is. And if you don't like it, take it off, put it back on the old one. Um, but it is a really solid time for that. Um, this is always the time of the year in April specifically, I will do my card pull for the year. So we'll talk more about that later on. Maybe what we could even do for our patrons, maybe our April video Ooh. is a card pull for the year for them. That's, that's a good idea. I'd that's say we what we're that. going to do. Yeah. <laughs> we'll Sounds do that. inspired, Emily. Yes. Yeah. Because that's super fun. Um, I love doing the card pull for the year. It means so much to my little heart. Um, mm-hmm. It's super important. And I've done it for years and years and years and years now. And it's always right. It, it was always dead on. It always mm-hmm. is like, oh, I didn't think it was going to come happen that way, but it did. So yeah, what we can even do is alternate decks if you have what you want to yeah. pull one and I'll pull one and then we'll just, oh, that's fun. Okay. So join the Patreon if you want. up over here. So I got them. Mine are in my desk. You can't see them, but that's cool. I like, I'm glad yeah. you finally got them out of your storage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know well, you're now them. I got this guy. It's like, I have all yeah. my books. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, so we'll do that for the Patreon for our April video. For our March video, um, we're going to do a deep dive into my experience with the aqua-colored bird as per yeah. request of the patrons. Um, and I was alluding to that in the last episode or the episode before last. Mm-hmm. Um, episode before last because Rebecca was on the last one. Um, yeah. And uh, so if you want to hear about that, please join the Patreon um, to the bonus video tier because that's, I will be telling that story. I've never told it. So I'm yeah. going to just. Yep. Protect and the shit out of everything. I was going to say, I have not heard this story yet either. And I don't want to hear it. it. I'm going to hear it for the first time on this video so that your reactions as viewers and listeners will probably mirror my reactions. And that way I'll be able to think of the questions that you might also be thinking of. And we can yep. hold space for that as well. Yeah. Viewer discretion is advice. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, awesome. Yeah. But yeah. So. That's cool though. I'm excited for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, talking about the equinox energy, um, it's a really wonderful time to do any rituals that feel aligned with you. I always cleanse my house again, mm-hmm. not using white sage, any other sage, nope. spine or herbs or yeah. candles or moon water or incense, which is a great moon water time. If you made moon water on the full moon, use it on the equinox. Um, big time, but it's just it's a wonderful time to cleanse your space, put new energy in, rearrange your furniture. Um, anything like that is perfect for the equinox to do. I know people think like, oh, spring cleaning. It's not even so much that. Like you don't even have to clean it. It's just like energy cleaning. Like clean mm-hmm. your energy, move stuff around. Open do you not like windows. the way things are? Yeah. yeah. Or, you know, unbury your windows. <laughs> yeah. Shovel yourself out. Shovel your windows out. Um <laughs> But yeah, so I can tell you, I'm probably going to be a cranky person when I get to Tahoe for our forgotten storytellers retreat and have to go back to snow after moving south for the winter and being like, oh, I'm not always frozen and and like wrecked. And I'm going to, I'm going to go enjoy some snow, which we, we did not, we got a dusting of snow here. The only snow I've seen this winter was when I was in Detroit last week. It's amazing. So thrilled. I will get my fill. It's taller than you everywhere. (laughs) Just for the record, everywhere. There's not a single spot that's going to be, the snow will be shorter than you. 
all of it will be taller than you perfect um it's gonna be an adventure we got this we're good Mm -hmm. um but no uh we're excited for that i'm excited for you to come out me too it's gonna be so fun i haven't seen you in like four months in person that's too i know i know (laughs) (laughs) that's a change speaking of um is this the time that we should maybe move into the like we built into our lives opportunities to see each other every four months or so and that works really well for us um, and, and we've gotten feedback before, and it's very much appreciated that we have a pretty good, uh, vibe working together. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. some people are now curious as to how this happened. <laughs> yeah. This is a, oh my gosh, <clears throat> can't breathe. Um, so this was a question, uh, from the Patreon, which again, our patrons get to ask us questions that we answer on the funds on the podcast. Um, it was like, what's your origin story? Uh, which is so funny because I always, uh, I think about there's an episode of Broad City and it's in the third season or the fourth season. And it's their origin story of how they became friends. And I was watching like a behind the scenes about that. And they're like, yeah, we wanted to do this in the first season. Our producer was like, no one's going to give a shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no yeah. one cares how you met until they like you. And so it's really fun for me. Like someone asked that question. And I was like, oh, people, people care now because they like us. <laughs> Thank you, people. Kind of, yeah, we appreciate you. Especially the person um, who asked. Yeah, thank you, Shauna. Um, but yeah, so our origin story, uh, which uh, I don't think we've ever told on the podcast, have we? I'm not sure we have. So, you yeah. know, in response to this question, this started uh, in 2020 in the midst. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It oh, was the, the business. We didn't meet each other in 2020. Oh, no, we, we didn't. Each no, other. this started in 2019, 2018. Because we I were both in the program, right? We were both in the program. So Chris and I met each other through a different book writing program that was not aligned with either of us, but we both found ourselves in. So we were were (laughs) obviously we're fiction writers, but both of us were finding that the publishing world wasn't, it wasn't a good vibe. It wasn't a good fit. We couldn't make stuff work the way the world asked it to work. And we didn't want to bend to the world and like basically um, compromise the integrity of our writing is what it felt like for me. And so I, I was in the midst of my Saturn return, like it had just really started. And I had what I called down like a throwdown with God. And I said, if you want me to keep writing, you need to give me an opportunity to make this work tomorrow, or I'm going to take the hint and I'm going to give up writing. The next day I was, someone shared with me the application to this program. And I was like, well, I'm obviously going to get in. So let me go ahead and I'll do this whole thing. I got in. And then a month later, it was like a three month program. Right. Mm -hmm. And so you get in like this rolling Facebook group of people and, uh, it was for nonfiction. You were going to like build a coaching business with your nonfiction book. And that's, that's a cool technique that, you know, like it was, it was really neat to meet so many people in there, but the, the coolest person that I resonated with joined one month after I did. And that was Emily because yeah. you kept talking about fiction. And I was like, yes, what about fiction? <laughs> yeah. So for me, weirdness on this, sorry, I keep coughing into the mic too. Every time I go to talk, it's like, <laughs> so I apologize listeners for my bad. Um, but for me, I was Again, I was not interested in writing nonfiction at all. Um, I have since changed my stance. I will write a nonfiction book in the coming year of all of I'm my stuff. Everyone wants one. I will write it for you. Um, <laughs> uh, 
Um, at the time I was like, I don't want to do nonfiction. I don't want to do nonfiction, but I was so frustrated with the publishing industry, especially because like I have a ghostwriting background. So like, I know how the publishing industry works. I into the publishing industry and it still wasn't working for me. I was very pissed off about it. Um, so I was like, I need to try something different. And I had manifested concretely. I was like, I am a best-selling author by the end of this year. Mm -hmm. Like that is what is happening. Mine too. (laughs) (laughs) And that is for the record. If you're doing that, like traditional publish wise Mm -hmm. is impossible. Like if you're traditionally publishing like one year without you even having an agent yet, that's not like feasible. But I was like, I don't give a shit. I'm doing it. Um, And right after I manifested that almost to the day, I got an ad for the program. And I was like, I guess I'm joining this program. I guess I'm going to do it. Obviously I'm going to get in. This is what Mm -hmm. came up. The weird thing with the program, just on even more alignment, because I was like, if this is the next thing for me, you need to make this inevitable, which was what I used with my guides, um, which they basically shoved it onto me with like such force. I was like, fine, I'll do the dang thing. I got accepted to the program. I um, got about I want to say maybe two weeks in and I found out I was being laid off from my job effective the date that I was to be traveling out for the retreat for the program. Uh Um, Yeah. So I I not only did I suddenly have time, but it was like, you want to know what's next? Fine. You have to take this jump. It's not negotiable. Mm -hmm. Um, You're getting laid off from your job the end. And I was like, okay, then this is what I'm doing. Um, but the first person that I was like drawn towards in the group was Krista because Krista commented on every single (laughs) post anyone made. And I loved it. I was like, yes, your energy is awesome. You have so much ability to do this, (laughs) but it was so cool. But the first thing we connected on is I like shared like my bio about me or whatever. And it wasn't at the time I was still professionally being a psychic. Like I was doing readings for people. I was channeling for people or whatever, but in a group like this of a bunch of like very professional people, like very professional people that were trying to like grow coaching businesses. I was like, I am a theta healer and a Reiki person. Like, I'm not going to come in here and say, I'm a psychic. And I talk to the people that hang out with you with all these professional people. I was not nearly as confident at the time. Um, And Krista was like, and I was like, oh my God, like, And then on one of the first Q&A calls that Krista was on, Krista shared that um, they had sat down and written the book in like a week. Like you were just like yeah. knocked out this book. Yeah, it was and 18 was like, hours over three days. Yeah. I was like, wow, that's so awesome. And I, Chris was having the same experience because my book topic, it's my damsel no more book. In case you're wondering, I was like, yeah, I'm using fiction to heal you. And Krista was like, wow, sitting <laughs> there like cheerleading each other through this whole group. It was really <laughs> Um, yeah. And then, yeah. so after that, um, one of the things I was manifesting at this time was like, I'm going to game the system. If mm-hmm. I can't, if I can't like, if I can't follow its rules, I'm going to break them in all the right places. Um, yeah. and so I decided I was going to end up working for this program mm-hmm. and sure enough, through a crazy series of events, I ended up working for this company, which placed me sitting next to really influential previous presidential candidates now again presidential candidates like hint Uh hint um and like having that person call me frequently and having like getting to work with them side by side and and getting to really study these things at the beginning of 2020 (laughs) right before the world did the thing and so as this was happening i was getting an insight of what even the spiritual publishing world looked like and some of it was like really cool, fine, that's great. I'm glad the world is edging this way 
or, you know, kind of moving that way. Um, but it still wasn't enough. And I thought we could do more. And so my whole goal was like, let me work for this company and then start their fiction healing branch mm-hmm. when they finally got around to it. So I was like trying to pay my dues there. And right. at some point I just got fed up with that. Um, and was really getting hints from my Saturn return to do more with astrology, more with data healing, start writing the the fiction stuff and just wait until the world was ready for it. And then you started your previous podcast. Yeah. So I started the podcast actually, that was in the winter of 2019. Mm-hmm. No fall of 2019, I guess is when I started it. Yeah. Yeah. And, it was around Thanksgiving um, that I first joined. Yeah. And we decided, we were like, hey, we need an astrology voice to do moonisodes. They were like mini episodes on the full moon and the new moon. And so I reached out to Krista because you were literally the only astrology person that I like knew and also trusted with like your information. The other ones I knew were like flaky and weird. Um, And you had no idea that that week I had manifested, like, I need to be the official astrologer of a podcast somewhere. And then you reached out to me. So So. she said Krista was. Um, And that was, a, I mean, that podcast, um, if you listen to it, it was called Perception Synonymous. We interviewed some crazy influential people mm-hmm. on that podcast. It was really mind blowing and connections I still have, which was really cool. But like people that are on Ancient Aliens, people that are New York Times bestselling authors, like world renowned musicians, like just a lot of really influential people, which was a crazy thing. But it was happening during 2020. So everyone had time. So I was like, yeah, sure. I'll be on your podcast. Like I'm doing nothing. I'm stuck at my house. So it was really cool. Um, and we were partnering more and more with Krista mm-hmm. over this course of time. And I knew that Krista was working for the other company with the nonfiction stuff where I was sitting here, like building my spiritual business stuff and still writing my books and like whatever. And I got in with another client from that old program and um into like a build your program sort of thing and they were having me be their writing coach basically for that program um and so I was like being their writing coach and like simultaneously building like my writing program um and Krista and I were still talking weekly and Krista was writing the high vibes hero's journey which was unbeknownst to me almost exactly what I was also creating so we created the same program in different mediums at the same time on the other side of the country like Mm -hmm. It yeah, was and then really the, weird. The program I was working for said, "We're finally ready to do this, and we want you to start it." And I was like, "Cool." Um, but then it waffled. It, it was like a non-starter kind of thing, and I was like, "You know what? I'm not waiting for someone else to give me a space to do this. I'm just going to do it." And and at one point, I thought, "A, I I was very hard on my Saturn return at this point because the person that I was interacting with most said something unintentionally but unkind about my fiction writing." And I took that as a hint of like, stop what you're doing. Don't do this anymore. Mourn your career as a writer and then see what, what rebirths after that. Right. And so I said to Emily, Hey, I know you're working on, on writing stuff. Do you want to like have my book as a free freebie for your clients? Because I'm obviously not going to use it. And then at some point it just became the like, wait, why? don't we both use it? Why don't I help you do this? Like, do you need mm-hmm. help with this? Cause it suddenly mm-hmm. feels like I can't do anything else. And I want to know, like, what are you, where are you at on this? Well, I was basically like, well, I don't want to use your thing as a freebie. Like, you want to just <laughs> do this program with me? And you were like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and so literally we looked at the calendar. This was one phone call yeah. where we were like, we should do this together. And we looked at the calendar. I think it was the next weekend you flew out. 
Yeah. You were like, you should fly out here in the middle of 2020, like November of 2020. And I was like, you know what? I will. And then I did. (laughs) (laughs) And we were sitting in a hotel lobby for that whole weekend. And we built the entire program that is the Forgotten Storytellers and started this entire business together um, and have spoken like, oh yeah. And then we did the author summit. summit. (laughs) We did a whole summit together in 2021, the spring of 2021, where we had a bunch of authors speak. We still have that on our YouTube channel. If you want to go back and Mm -hmm. watch it, it was very interesting. Um, It was an experience um, that we did. (laughs) It worked. And it worked. It worked. It worked. And we started taking on clients for the Forgotten Storytellers. And um, we that have... That was also the weekend that you went viral for the first time on TikTok. It was. It was the weekend I went viral for the first time on TikTok was the weekend you were out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you that came over crazy. and you're like, overnight, this happened. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> something, oh, yeah. Something big. I was like, yeah. um, something is happening to validate what we're doing. Like, I don't know what is this. Um, it was great. It was amazing. Also, if you look at our astrology charts, it's kind of mind-bending. Um, we, have we have amazing synastry. It's our synastry is like almost exact to the degree on like certain planets, like mirroring each other. It's like very, it's Jupiter cr- and midheaven no. synastry is crazy in our charts. Yeah. Yeah. And we live almost exactly, or we did at the time, not mm-hmm. anymore because you moved, but I'm sorry. <laughs> no, we live almost exactly to the correct degree of longitude uh, directly across the country from one yeah. another. Yeah. We bookended um, the country for, for the first three years there. We did. We did. Um, yeah. And since then we've talked for like five plus hours a week, every single week mm-hmm. from then up for the last three like, years. We've helped what almost 60, I have lost count, 60 people write their books and, and, yeah. you know, get into their, their own spiritual connection and all of that stuff. It's mm-hmm. the most fulfilling thing that I'm mm-hmm. so grateful. Isn't even a word for this, but I'm so grateful to be able to do and to be yeah. able to um, have enough support to put my entire energy into it yeah. is the coolest thing in the world. So that's we both agreed that, that we couldn't have done this alone. Mm-hmm. That's the other part of that. It, like it didn't work every time we tried until we got crashed right. together. <laughs> and then it was like, hey, would you like to start a publishing company? And we're like, yeah, okay. Hey, would you like to go on these international company. retreats? Okay. Yeah. Um, so now we have a publishing company and um, now we have a, a whole LLC that we work through and now we do these international retreats and yeah and thank God for this partnership because like we also do belief work with each other regularly constantly <laughs> because this is it's like living a dream that we get to help people by doing things that we love to do and that again mm-hmm. we are supported enough to be able to put our whole selves into these projects and so you better believe we're holding ourselves accountable energetically to be the oh. best examples that we can be and also supporting each other energetically with that sounds like a belief. Sounds like you're limiting mm-hmm. yourself there. Maybe try pulling this belief almost every day. <laughs> what did you say? It's like really like, Do I want to be really fair here? It's almost every day. It's almost every yeah. day. I don't think there's a day goes by where we don't text each other, actually. No. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think, I mean, if it is, it's like, oh, wow, I haven't talked to you in forever. It's been a day. <laughs> yeah. We have like set calls twice a week to make sure that we're on track with things just for business mm-hmm. stuff. And then in between it's like, um, mm-hmm. also I'm struggling with this. Will you talk to my guides? Cause they're yeah. being annoying. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's our origin story. That's how we got here. And, um, it's fabulous. I don't ever see us stopping what we do. Mm-hmm. No. And we're it's- so glad that it is of service. Uh, and useful to all of you thank you and then we started this podcast in 2021 yeah yeah Mm -hmm. it's been like a year and a half now I think 
almost yeah i ended my old podcast that summer and then we started this one mm-hmm. and this is super fun we this love is this the best it's the so good yeah we both are always just like oh yeah we get to record today what are we doing um it's super fun sometimes we plan guys sometimes we plan sometimes we don't plan though <laughs> yeah sometimes we let the the energy guide us to what's going on and what's relevant for the week and what needs to be done and no planning can prepare you for that um and so we always have like topics that are on deck but if something comes up and it's like this is what's needed we go for that mm-hmm. so yeah that is um that's how we got this together. That's that's yeah. how it worked. Uh, trust your gut, I guess, is the most um, the biggest takeaway. I can well, give you and that. ask ask for validation and ask oh, for God. things to become inevitable because they mm-hmm. will. That that is my yeah. favorite tool. Is like, I still remember that I was at um, during the Virgo new moon, which was about six months ago because we're coming on the Virgo full moon. It was mm-hmm. right on my midheaven, and I was at an astrological conference, making amazing connections with people who are in mm-hmm. the astrology community. And there was this one person, my guides were like, you need to talk to that person. You need to talk to them. And I was like, yeah, but I'm just another person to them. And they're already being hounded by people who are grabbing at their energy. So I will not be that person. And I know you want me to talk mm-hmm. to them. You're going to have to make it inevitable and make it kind. And so the next thing I knew I was helping that person with something because of an inevitable series of events. Someone literally walked into the room, made eye contact with me and said, I need your help to get to that person. <laughs> I was like, I got you. I can do this. Mm-hmm. So it will, it works. It's the strongest yeah. tool I think I've ever used oh, to yeah. just say like, Hey, I know you want this and I want this, but we need this to actually correspond to the physical world that I'm living in and working in, make it inevitable by a series of events. And yeah. So yeah, I uh, I literally used that tool last week when I was having a major crisis of purpose. I'm like, why am I doing this channel energy stuff? What's going on? I was like, I need an inevitable answer tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And then they gave me one. I was like, oh, it's inner child healing, but for collective. I get Yay. it. Awesome. <laughs> now I know my why. Um, and it resolved. And now I can like move and like breathe again, which was mm-hmm. great. So like you can do it with simple things too. Like it doesn't have to be big and complicated, but they'll show up. Oftentimes it is really dependent on you being like, I actually need your help with this thing. Like you need mm-hmm. to actually like help me with this. Like you think I'm more capable than I am. So I need you to handle it so I yeah. can be capable. Well, um, and, and that's coming up a lot. You know, if anybody mm-hmm. out there is is getting the thread or the message right now that you need to be okay with asking for help and also be okay with receiving help, that's a thing that's happening mm-hmm. right now. I've been seeing it in a lot of my clients that are coming to me for consultation. Me too. Repeated themes. Um, talking to someone today, the last two, it's like, you're in a balsamic phase. You are the entering or exiting is at in return. Like all this stuff is going on. You're probably feeling drained. It's okay to ask for help. And it's okay to, to accept it. Uh, if someone offers. And then I had a friend who was like, Hey, you need to accept help when people offer it to you. And I was like, Oh, <laughs> me too. <laughs> it happens. So as a psychic, anytime I do readings and there's a continued theme that keeps popping yep. up, I'm like, ah, shit. <laughs> work on myself for this one what's going on this is why you came to Um, me thank you trends which is great i love it it's it's such a beautiful way to grow Mm -hmm. yeah anyway thank you all for being here thank you for being on this journey with us thank you for all the different ways we've gotten to interact with you um for those of you coming on our trips or who are going to come on our trips because we're holding space for you go check those out um Mm -hmm. we have reading lists that go along with our adventures that we're really excited to do we have activities that we're going to give you kind of pre 
I don't want to call it work because it's not work, but it's like pre-touch base stuff that you get to do. Um, we have a lot of fun stuff that we, you know, help prepare you for. And we're excited to get to interact with you in person. If you've interacted with us in person before, because you're a forgotten storyteller, we love you. Hi. Um, or a friend of ours, we love you. Hi. Um, we love all of you for thank you for being here. Thank you for interacting with us energetically. Thank you for being yep. on Patreon. Anyway, just felt uh, like gratitude yeah. was needed. Yeah. Awesome. Thank so you much gratitude. Uh, also keep in mind that next week's episode is going to be a little bit unconventional. You'll get to hear uh -huh. myself and CV Henriette, who is art of the Zodiac with underscores between the words on Instagram, um, kind of doing a, an example chart read. You can have yours done too. We take a question every month. Um, and you can email your question for the next episode at uh, askmeastros at gmail.com, but you'll be able to see what that's like in the next week's episode. And then we will be back here with you as usual, once Emily gets back from Rome with all the amazing stories, Rome and Florence. I'll tell you all the things that happen, all the mm -hmm. people I talk to. None of them will be human. Some of them will be currently living human. Yeah. yeah. Some of them will be currently living human, but probably most of them will be. Um, that'll be great. Anyway, love you all. We hope you take this wonderful Equinox energy and all the transits and you... Go make some Go magic. Go make some magic. Ooh. Did that work? Okay. Yeah, it sounded good on my end. Okay, cool. I mean, I'm ahead of you on my end, so we'll see. Okay. You guys, let us know how it went, and let us know if you have any questions. Okay.